Do you know that from your position you can change a situation? Do you also know that you are the master over the created world and that you are meant to rule over everything God has made? Listen carefully to Pastor Shedmo Baji as he brings to you with simplicity and clarity the message of the new creation realities in Christ Jesus. Be blessed as you listen. Thank you because your word is our sustaining power. Thank you because your word is that which causes us to grow. Your word is that which grooms us. Your word is that which makes us come into the maturity that you've designed for us to come into. We give you praise. We give you glory. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. I want you to lift up your right hand and make this confession and say in the name of Jesus. I receive understanding, for it has been given unto me to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. Therefore, I declare that I know the mysteries of the kingdom of God. The eyes of my understanding are illuminated. Today, I receive light where it matters in the name of Jesus. Thank you for the light of Zoe. Thank you for the light of eternal life. And I thank you, Father, because your life is at work in me by the activation of your word. Blessed be your holy name. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise the Lord. Please, you may be seated. Amen. Help welcomes a beloved one beside you. Say you're welcome in Jesus' name. Amen. Has been your day. Hallelujah. It's been, um, I believe, a very fruitful day. Amen. Day after the uttered speech. I believe there's a speech for this day. Glory to God. Hallelujah. This is the day that the Lord has made. Not necessarily Sundays. God has made all days, right? Amen. Praise God. Some call one day the day of the Lord. Hallelujah. But I believe every day has been made by God to be enjoyed by us, for this is the day that the Lord has made. He's made that day for us, this day for us, and we are glad and we rejoice in it. Praise God. Hallelujah. We have been looking at um, a series in our Bible study, God-Man Partnership. Hallelujah. The God-Man Partnership. We have seen that God never intended for man to function apart from him. And he never intended for him to function apart from man. Hallelujah. There is a vital koinonia, a vital fellowship between God and man. Praise God. Now when Jesus came, he came demonstrating that to us. The angel of the Lord came with God's word from the very presence of God to that virgin. And said, you are highly favored among women. Thus saith the Lord, you will conceive, and that child that shall come of thee shall be called the Holy One of God. He shall save his people from their sins. Hallelujah. And we saw how that happened. You know, the lady, uh, Mary, the virgin, was asking, how shall these things be? He said, the Holy Ghost will come upon thee, and the power of the Most High will overshadow thee, and you will conceive. And that child that shall come of thee shall be called 
Savior of the world. Amen. Praise God. So it shows us something very vital there. That Jesus Christ could not be made manifest in the flesh without the right partnership between man and God. Though he was the word and he was the sovereign one and he was the omnipotent one, yet he still needed the correct partnership of man to materialize in the physical. Hallelujah. The Bible says in the beginning was the word, John chapter number one and verse one, and the word was with God and the word was God. And it says the same was with God in the beginning and all things were made by him. Praise God. Now the same word was made flesh. Hallelujah. You see, the plan of redemption could not be executed until the word was made flesh. Now it tells you that there is a vital koinonia between the word and flesh. Hallelujah. God has designed for it to be so according to his divine plan that there will be an execution of his plan through the word of God, walking through men, walking through humans, walking through human body. Praise God. Amen. And if there's any disaster religion has caused, it is spiritualizing God. Praise God. Amen. Yeah, God is a spirit being. John 4, 24. He's a spirit. Glory to God. But you see, God does not want to be spiritualized. You see, when you spiritualize God, you put him in a niche. You carve a niche for him to be a spirit God and be there without interacting with human bodies. Praise God. God wants to flow through our bodies. Amen. Your body is not... Terrible. Let me put it that way. Your body is blessed. Hallelujah. He says, the body has thou prepared for me. You see, your body, God wants to use your body. He wants to use your hands. He wants to use your brain. He wants to use your legs. He wants to use your mind. He wants to flow through your emotions. Hallelujah. God wants us to realize that there is no need spiritualizing him. Yes, he's a spirit being. God wants us to see him as part of us because he designed us to function together in one organic wholeness. Praise God. I want us to see that in John chapter number 17. John chapter number 17. We'll start a reading here from verse Let's start reading from verse 21. Jesus praying before he entered into the great work of substitution, the great work of redemption. Verse 21, John 17, 21. That they all may be one as thou, Father, art in me, and I in thee, that they also may be one in us, that the world may believe that thou hast sent me, and the glory which thou givest me I have given them that they may be one, even as we are one. Glory to God. Now, this is beautiful. I want us to read verse 23 together. One, two, three, let's go. I in them, and thou in me, that they may be made perfect in one, and that the world may know that thou hast sent me, and hast loved them as thou hast loved me. Praise God. 
Now, note, you see, look at what Jesus was praying here. Amen. Now, note this prayer. There was, there is no nevertheless here. Amen. You know, if it wasn't a possible thing, he would have put nevertheless, let thy will be done. Hallelujah. Now, this prayer is a direct reflection of the will of the Father. Amen. That man and God can come into an inseparable, organic, homogeneous oneness. Hallelujah. Now, note what he says here. Uh, we're going to write down this equation very, very quickly. He says, I in them. I in them. Hallelujah. Now, if I were to be in my wife, all right, what does that mean? I in them. <laughs> you will catch it very soon. Amen. Just follow. I in them and thou in me. I in them and thou in me. Hallelujah. Jesus, pick the first letter, J. All right, write it down. J. I in them. I in them. Now, the them there is talking about the church, the body of Christ. It's talking about you and me. It's talking about us. Hallelujah. Uh, I in them, J in the church. That means J equals the church. That's what it means. That means I want a situation whereby there is no difference between my full potential and their own potential. There is no difference between how much I can do and how much they can do. Praise God. I in them and thou in me. Now, the father, thou there is talking about the father. Let's represent that with F. The church is C. J is equal to C. Amen. Praise God. And then F is equal to J. Did you get that? J is equal to C and F is equal to J. How many of us got that? Now J for Jesus, C for church, um, F for the Father. Now, simple knowledge of mathematics, please look at it. Simple knowledge of mathematics. It tells us that J equal to C and F equal to J. It tells us F is equal to J, is equal to what? To C. Glory to God. Now that is the equation he was praying for to the Father. And that is the perfect will of the Father. Amen. That there will be an inseparable koinonia, an inseparable fellowship, an inseparable oneness, an organic oneness between the Father and the church through Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, not Jesus said something very staggering in John chapter number 10. Amen. He said, I and my father are one. We are one. And then the Pharisees took stones. They wanted to stone him. He said, for which of the works that I've done, you want to stone me? For the good works that I've done, they said, no, not for the works that you have done, the good works you have done. But because you claim equality with the father. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, what have I done wrong? Is it not written in your law? Is it not written there in your law that ye are gods and all of you children of the most high God? Amen. 
And then verse 35 says, he, he called them gods unto whom the word of the Lord came, and the scriptures cannot be broken. If he called them gods, now why are you persecuting me? Why do you want to kill me? Because I said, I and my father are one, and then he said it this way. Because I said, I am the son of God. <laughs> Glory to God. Okay, let me give you an instance. You are dire, right? Your son name is Omosa, right? Good. Now if I say Omosa, you don't say, well, Omosa is in Akure. This is dire hair. You see, you are Omosa. As much as he is Omosa, you are Omosa. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. Amen? Praise God. You understand that? You see, you are Omosa any day, any time. As much as he is Omosa, as much as his father is Omosa, as much as his great-grandfather is Omosa, amen, you are Omosa. That means, you see, you carry him. You are the representative of your father. God wants us to demonstrate him in the full capacity he would demonstrate himself or show forth himself if he were here in person. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Now, it, it tells us that the design of God for us is to function in oneness with God. Amen? To function in oneness with God. And we have to seek to understand the dynamics of this oneness. How do we function in oneness with God? We already know it's God's will for us to function together. Hallelujah. The Bible says we are the body of Christ. We are the body of the anointed one. We are the extension of the anointed one, Messiah. We are the extension of the anointing. Praise God. Now, if anybody needs a touch with God, needs to have a touch from God, then come meet me. Hallelujah. I said amen. amen. Have something to do with me, and then God will be unveiled. God will be unveiled. Praise God. Philip said, you've said so much about the Father, the Father, the Father, the Father, the Father. Show us the Father, and that will be enough for us. Step aside and just tell us about the Father. <laughs> he said, if I step aside, you will never see him. Jesus is the effulgence of the glory of God, the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person. Amen. Hebrews 1 and verse 3. Jesus is the effulgence of God's glory. He's the effulgence of God's glory. In times past, he spoke to the fathers through the prophets. Hallelujah. But now he's speaking to us by his son. Hallelujah. That means he's giving us a direct revelation of himself by his son. When Jesus came, he revealed God as father. The father. Hallelujah. He revealed him as the father. He said, God is light. He showed that to his disciples. In him there is no darkness at all. And then he went on to say, God is love. 1 John 1, 4, 5. 1 John 4, 4, 8. God revealed himself as the Father. And he shows himself as the light. And he shows himself as love. Direct revelation. The prophets of old saw him in different fashions and different sides and dimensions. But when Jesus came, he gave us... The rounded, total, complete revelation of God. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Glory to God. Now what is he telling us here? He's showing us that look, 
God has brought us into the big picture. God has brought us into that big dream. Hallelujah. What is it? That God and man will be one. Inseparable. One. Organic. One. I in them and thou in me, that they may be one. Together, I in them and thou in me. Hallelujah. That's God's dream. Religion separates man from God. Religion tells us that man is apart from God and God is apart from man. And anytime man needs God, man will have to go look for God as though God is far away from man. But when Jesus came, he said, my judgment is right and is true. Because as I hear, I judge. As I hear, I speak. That means Jesus did not need to go consult with the Father in a particular place, so to speak. He was the expression of the Father. He was one with him. Hallelujah. His prayer life was not trying to seek for God. As though God was missing or God was far away. His prayer life was an expression of his love for the Father. Read John chapter number 17. Hallelujah. Amen. If you read John 17 and look at the prayer life of Jesus, it will amaze you how Jesus prayed. Let's look at it. Verse 1. Oh, this is beautiful. Amen. I love this. Oh, thank you, Lord. Have you found it? These words picked Jesus and lifted up his eyes to heaven and said, Father, the hour is come. Glorify thy son, that thy son also may glorify thee, as thou hast given him power over all flesh, that he should give eternal life to as many as thou hast given him. Verse 3, and this is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, and Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent. Amen. You see that? This is life eternal, that they might know thee, the only true God, without Jesus. No. That they might know thee, the only true God, through Jesus Christ whom thou hast sent, another translation says. Hallelujah. That means Jesus Christ came to reveal the Father. He is no longer here in person physically. We, we are the righteousness of God. We are the representative of God. We are the plenipotentiaries of God. We are the able right men of God, so to speak. We are to show forth God to the world. Without us, they can't see him. Without us, they cannot know him. Without us, people cannot smell God. They can't come near him. They didn't know the Father until Jesus came. They had one revelation here, another revelation there, scattered all through the prophets and the law. They could not put everything together in one big picture to see who the Father was. But when Jesus came, he unveiled the Father to them. They saw the whole, the God of Abraham that we've been bowing to. This is the God of Abraham. He is love. Amen. Read Matthew 5, Matthew 6, Matthew 7. He said, you have read that tit for, tit for tat and this, whatever this. And then he said, but I say unto you. Contrary to... <laughs> Amen. You see... One thing religion does is 
It takes the knowledge of God away from God. It's just like studying the knowledge of God without studying the nature of God. Amen? It's like studying how a car moves without studying the engine and the driver. Hallelujah. You're just studying the car. You're looking at the dynamics of the car moving. You're looking at the physical laws that operate around the car. But you have not studied how the engine functions. You don't know who drives it. Because, you see, every car takes on the, the, the nature of the driver. True or false? Reckless drivers make reckless cars. Amen? Wise, peaceful, calm drivers make peaceful cars. There are cars who don't hit other cars. All right? Why? Because, see, <laughs> the driver is the one determining the nature of the car. There is no way you can separate the law of God from God. They function together as one. Let me tell you something. Motivational speakers tell us that when we take the laws of God and act on the laws of God, without God, we prosper. Now, where does that prosperity lead us? It leads us into pride. It leads us into atheism. It leads us into a place where we think by our own selves and strength, we can make things happen without God. And that's why some people tell you they don't need God. Why? Because they see, they have understood that, look, the laws of God are apart from him. No. No. God did not design a universe that will function apart from him. Look at man without God. Functioning without God. You can see monsters everywhere. Haters of men. Lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God. These are still beings created by God, but they are functioning apart from God. And you can see what is happening there. Bosses sleeping with, with, with their subjects at work. Terrible things happening. Corruption, embezzlement. Because man is trying to function without God. It's a disaster. Man without God is a monster. God designed us to function in him and through him so that he can function through us, unveiling himself to the world. Hallelujah. You see that? That is God's original plan. So how then does man function in oneness with God? Amen. The premise of togetherness is the word. The premise of togetherness with God is God's word. Let's almost say God's word. Say it again. Say God's word. All right. The Bible says to come to terms with God and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. If you study Job 22, start from verse 21. It says, Acquaint now thyself with him and be at peace. Thereby good shall come unto thee. Another translation says, Come to terms with him and be at peace. One way we can come to terms with God is through his word. Now, let me, let me explain this way the way the Spirit of God gave it to me. Eyes are good for nothing without light, true or false. The Bible says it is light that doth make manifest, right? It is light that reveals. It is light that reveals. Without light, the beauty of this place cannot be appreciated. 
Nobody can appreciate the beauty of this place without light. Now wait till around 10 p.m. without light around here and come into this dark place to appreciate the beauty here. You would not appreciate it. You would think it's just one big thing with a covering. But the very moment light comes in, you can say, wow. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 1 and verse 3 that Jesus Christ is the light of God's glory. is the brightness, the ability to see the glory of God. Are you listening to me? The effulgence of God's glory. is the brightness of God's glory, the express image of his person. What does that tell us? It tells us that the word that became flesh unveiled to us by the Holy Spirit is the brightness of the very essence of God, the capability of God, what God can do, what God had in mind in the beginning, his great plan, his great intent. Without the word of God, we cannot come to terms with God. The ground of premise for togetherness is the word. It is possible to pray without fellowshipping with God. Amen. And sincerely pray without fellowshipping with God. You know, sometimes when people pray, they say they are fellowshipping with God. <laughs> Not every praying person is fellowshipping with God. Because you, you could be praying amiss. Amen. And when you are praying amiss, you are stepping outside his will. The Bible says this is the confidence we have in him that when we ask anything according to his will, he hears us. According to his will, he hears us. That means we are on the same page with him when we ask according to his will. We are functioning together in synergy. Perfect oneness. Hallelujah. But you see, when we ask anything outside his will, he does not hear us. First John 1 verse 5. This is the witness or testimony that we have heard of him and we declare unto you that God... Is light, and in him there is no darkness at all. If we say we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie. We do not do the truth. But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, then we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of his son Jesus Christ cleanses us from all sins. What does that tell us? It tells us that it is walking in the light that brings about fellowshipping with God. And it has been revealed that that light is the word of God. Hallelujah. That light is the word of God. When we come to the place of God's word and we begin to reason in the word of God and we begin to see things the way God sees things through the word of God, then we can come into agreeing with God to function together with him as one inseparable, inseparable organic entity. Praise the Lord. Let me give you an instance. When you come into a place and you want to do something, and then people around go and say, brethren, let us pray that God will come down. And God, God will come down in this place. We need God to descend. And then another person says, no, no. Let us thank God because he's here. 
Because we have gathered together in his name, right? The word says, where two or three are gathered together in my name. There I am in the midst of them. Let us throw up our hands and act on God's word. He says, no, no. Let us pray that God will come down. Now, that kind of a person cannot reveal God. Because his belief system, his way of reasoning is different from the way God reasons. I can't reveal you when you are thinking that way and I'm thinking this way. Amen. I said amen. You see, when we begin to come to, the, to terms with God, we begin to come to the place of the word and we begin to reason together with God, then we are prepared to unveil God. Now, when Jesus came, when he saw people do things contrary to the will of God, he said, mm-mm. Some came and said, Moses said that when our wives offend us and we, we can't put up with them any longer, we should issue them the certificate of um, divorce. <laughs> Jesus said, mm -mm. in the beginning, it was not so. Moses said that to you, not because God said it to, to him. He said that to you because of the hardness of your heart. You see that? Even the Holy Spirit revealed that Isaiah was more bold than Moses. Are you listening to me? Moses was a great man of God, but he was a man of peace. He didn't want to He's a pastor. Is that what you want? Okay, have it in Jesus' name. <laughs> Moses was that kind of a man. Isaiah would say, if you take that thing, you'll perish with it. <laughs> Glory to God. Now listen very carefully. Amen. When Jesus came, he redefined everything because everything was out of place. He came to redefine. He would teach and teach. You saw Jesus taught much more than he walked miracles. Someone said he taught majorly and during spare time, he walked miracles. Amen. Why? Because you see, more of what people need is the word of God. When people come to terms with God, you can, you, can, you can align yourself and God will flow through you. Praise the Lord. I was, I was at a particular place one day at the Sectariat Church office in Ife. And then I was taking chips, planting chips and um, mortar Guinness. Glory to God. Just enjoying the goodness of God. But it's God who has given us richly all things to enjoy. All things. How many things? Glory to God. So I was just enjoying that and blessing God for it. And then I, I saw a beloved one beside me. And then I said, I just offered him some chips, plantain chips, you know. He said, I can't eat. I said, no, not so. You can eat. Take. He said, I have a sore throat. I said, you want to eat? He said, yes, I want to eat, but I cannot eat. I said, come. He said, I know the will of the Father. The will of the Father is for us to eat. My people shall eat in plenty and shall be satisfied. I didn't have to ask him again. <laughs> you see, I knew it. And I knew himself took, not his taking bit by bit, himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. And I knew the chastisement of our peace, shalom, nothing missing, nothing broken, was laid on him. And with his stripes, we are made whole. See, how knowing the will of God can make you bold to manifest God. Amen. 
So I said, I'm going to touch your neck now and the pain will leave. You believe that? He said, yes. I said, you know why he's going to leave? He was looking at me because Jesus bore it. And I shared with him very briefly, Matthew 8, 17, 1 Peter 2, 24, Isaiah 53, from verse 1 down to 5. And then he said, yes, I believe that. I said, pain, leave in Jesus' name. And the pain left instantly. You were there, right? Bellumi. Instantly, I said, take the chips, mortar Guinness, or your drink. And then he, he drank, he ate, and was blessed. Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, manifesting God, that easy. The reason a lot of people cannot manifest God the way God would have them manifest him is because they don't know the will of God. Faith, confidence in God begins where the will of God is known. You see, if you don't know what God's will says about your situation, you are not bold. Amen. Praise God. Someone came and said, I had one dream. And as I saw some people pursuing me in the dream, I said, what do you believe that that? He said, I should pray very hard. I said, no, I won't. Ah! <laughs> he said, you are not going to pray. I said, I'm not going to pray. I said, the word of God says, we are going to sleep in safety. He gives his beloved sleep. And attention says, restful sleep. Amen. I said, do you believe that? I said, do you really believe that? You see, when people don't really believe something, you can see it on their face. Your face is a reflection of the condition of your heart. You can see it on their face. I along this line. That's the truth. I said, do you believe that? He was looking and said, man, I'm going to pray for me. I said, look, don't waste time on these things when you know God's will. Remember that leper that came to Jesus? He was just coming down from the mountain, having taught people so well. And then he put it to him. Lord, if thou will. In other words, if you are willing and it's pleasurable to you, cleanse me. Jesus said, I will. And he stretched forth his hand and touched him. He says, be cleansed. Instantly, he was cleansed. Glory to God. He knew. You see, let me tell you something. The preparation of the believer is an ongoing one. And the revelation of God is a continuous one. Are you listening to me? If you have a need and you have to go and prepare, and you meet another one, you, you, know, you, know, you retreat again and go and prepare, and then you meet another one and you prepare, how many needs will you meet in a lifetime? Are you listening to me? In the morning we wake up, we practice his presence. God, I'm not apart from you. You feed on God's word. You talk in tongues. Awaken the man on the inside to the awareness of God. Activate your spirit and say, Father, I'm not alone. We're going out together. Christ in me, the hope of glory. Greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. When you meet challenges, you don't have to go back to retreat. Are you listening to me? You reveal the God that is in you. Praise God. And you have to understand his will per time. You have to understand his will per time. Amen? I said amen. amen. We traveled to the UK. That was last year. And then a beloved one and his wife, you know, hosted us in London. Um, they were doing fine, but we didn't really like where they were. 
and how fine they were doing. Praise God. So <laughs> I said, Lord, you know what I'm going to do now? He said, what? I said, I'm going to communicate you to him. And I'm going to redefine his experiences through the words of grace that I speak. I trust your spirit to speak through me. And so we woke up in the morning and I told my wife, I said, let's redefine the experiences. We have come. Amen. Atiwa, we have come. Eh? Glory to God. <laughs> I said, hear this. According to what I say to you, listen. Elijah prophesied by the Spirit of God and turned the whole experience of a nation around. The woman that took Elisha into a house, the Shunammite woman, that took Elisha into a house, prepared a table there, a chair, and a candle there. And the man of God will come in there and recline and will be fed, did not hear from God. He didn't say, thus said the Lord. He said, by this time next year. It sent his servant, he sent his servant to ask her, what is it that we want, you want us to do for you? What is the need of this woman? It's an understanding of spiritual principle. Paul said, if we have taught you the word of God, we can tell you, all right, drop 10,000 there. But we don't do that so that you don't think we're abusing power. Amen? Is, is it a wrong thing for us to partake of your carnal things, having fed you with spiritual things? It's called the law of exchange. Was it that Isaac had to take venison before blessing Esau? Why did he require or request for a venison? Praise God. You know, that was suya. No covenant fathers ate suya, amen. We're in good proportion. Praise God. <laughs> amen. How many of us have eaten suya here? Wave your hands. Glory to God. And then you see, the Lord said it's because of the love exchange. I said, Lord, for it is a crime for us to leave this place without redefining the experience or experiences of these precious people. They have hosted us. They have taken care of us. Let us bless him. I said to the Lord, let us bless him. Amen. And then we did. I lifted up my hand. Sincerely, I didn't hear from God. I have to tell you the truth. I was not inspired. But I had knowledge. <laughs> I'm not saying that it's all the time. There are times you're inspired. But you see, if you act in knowledge the results you will get will be as good as acting by inspiration. You can teach by inspiration, you can teach by knowledge. It's still God's word. Now, you see, and um, I just, I said by this time, by this time, <laughs> next month, awesome testimonies. He was earning less than a thousand pounds. I mean, um, tax and every other thing. In fact, he was earning far, far less than a thousand pounds per month. Amen. And there was an increase. He got another job in less than two weeks. Praise God. He got another job. He was earning, I think, roughly six thousand pounds. 
Amen. Glory to God. And then he called. He said, when are you going to come back to London? <laughs> you see, you carry God. I want you to understand that. You are no ordinary. But you see, you have to come to terms with God. You have to get the word of God running on the inside of you. Your hardware is already correct. You are of God. But you need the correct software. Not only Microsoft Word running and Excel. All right? You see, you are limiting your hardware that way. You need other apps. Are you listening to me? Running on your hardware so that your, your, your what is it called now? What you can do, all right? Your possibilities, yeah, that's the word, can increase. Are you listening to me? The same hardware could have just five apps. Are you listening to me? And then that same hardware with another person could have like 150 apps. And then this guy is complaining. I don't know what's wrong with my system. <laughs> my system is not doing what your system is doing. And then you ask, do you have that, that app? He said, well, I don't have it. You have to get it. Amen. There's a way you reason when you are fed by the word of God. There's a way you see things. You see things differently. Well, thank God I'm anointed to teach God's word, and it functions when I'm teaching, all right? But you see, I don't want to stay on that level of being anointed as a ministry gift. Because, you see, how much anointed is God? I want the fullness of God. That's, that's my dream. And I'm walking in the light of it. Amen? Praise God. Are you listening to me? A man who is full of God can do anything and everything God can do. And that's why, you see, we have to come into that place of alignment. Get the word into your system running. You see, sometimes I wonder people don't listen to tape, one tape throughout a week. And I said, how oh, have you been living? He said, I've been very busy. You're not enjoying life. You're not enjoying life because that's not the life you're meant to live. I can't go one day without listening to one tape, at least. I listen to my own tape. I listen to Pastor Seth's tape. Amen. I can't go one day without seeing videos. Amen. I don't mean 24 hours and sit down there wasting my time. Praise God. For how long can you do that? Someone said she had a dream. She saw Father Yoloru. Amen. Praise God. <laughs> I said, I don't even know how it looks like. Because when you are busy viewing all those things, you will see your heart is full of those things. You will see them in the dream. Praise God. But when you get into God's word, Romans 12 and verse 2, be not conformed to this world, but be ye, be ye metamorphu, be ye transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. That means if you're not renewing your mind daily, you're conforming to the world. There is no middle line. In God, there are no vacuums. If God's word is not filling your mind, something else is filling it. Be not conformed to this world. Another translation says don't get into the form of this world so that you come out looking like them. Don't get in. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Let me tell you something. When I wake up in the morning, 
I don't see lack. I can't see it. Sincerely. You know why? Because my mind has been thinking about wealth. I've been meditating on the abundance of God, of his glory, of his love, of his faithfulness. I can't see lack. Oh, glory to God. I can't see it. Amen. I said amen. And now we've come to Lagos. I'm telling you that, look, we're going to buy up warehouses in the heart of Ikeja here. Someone says, ah, is that going to be? Where are you going to get the money from? Do you know how much a plot of land costs here? Amen. I don't want to know. The earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof the world and they that dwell therein. That's what I know. Amen. I'm an heir of God and a joint heir with Christ. That's what I know. I've inherited the promise of Abraham. As a possessor of heaven and earth, that's what I know. Praise God. And because of that which I know, I come in line. I talk it, I act it, I think it, and the grace of God flows through that channel. Listen very carefully. There is a path through which grace flows. And that path is the path of the understanding of God's word. When you come in line with God's word, grace is the result. The Bible calls the word of God in Acts 20, 24 as the word of his grace, the gospel of God's grace. In Acts 20, 32, he calls it the word of his grace. Hallelujah. The word of his grace. You see, this gospel is the word of God's grace. Get in line. Sincerely, uh, sometimes I look at it, I say, Lord, I know that some people are not really serious for what they think they want. And that's the truth. If you are really serious for what you think you want, then you will give some more attention to it. Because what really shows that you really want something is your desire to go for it. Amen? Pursuit. Pursuit. Amen? That's the only proof. For whatever it is you desire, you want to get. For the past three days, I've been meditating on the Passover. Glory to God. I thought I meditated on it. I was dreaming about it. You say, well, is that the only thing you do? You are not in Lagos. You don't know what we do in Lagos. We work in Lagos. Who told you I'm not working in Ife? I'm a lecturer. I'm a pastor. I'm a businessman. I'm into real estate. I make money in millions. Glory to God. I'm not a poor man. I'm rich. What about you? <laughs> Say it again. Say, I'm rich. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. I have a lot of people mentoring here and there. Designs I'm doing for people. Praise God. But I know that there is a path to choose in life. It says, Mary has chosen that good path. No man shall be able to take it from him, from her. Mary has chosen that good part. That part of sitting down at the feet of the master and learning at his feet. Praise God. If it's so important to you, you will devote at least one hour. And set your gaze on God's word. Hallelujah. I said hallelujah. Amen. Thy words were found and I did eat them. You see, 
he found the word. He says, thy words were found, and I did eat them. And thy words became to me the gladness and rejoicing of my soul. For I'm called by thy name, O Lord of hosts. Listen, God's word must be found. They are life to those who find them. And health to all their flesh. You find it. How? Get in the word. Get into your Bible. Begin to seek that word. Get that word in. Listen, this is how to go about it. When you get God's word in, let God's word kick out that wrong mindset. Mainly after I got born again, I had one issue. When I sit beside any lady, I don't feel comfortable. Amen. You know, and then I felt, well, maybe it was one of the, my issues. I would just have to go with it because I didn't have so much knowledge of God's word. Later on, I began to study God's word and I saw male and female created he them. That means there is no such thing as male sitting, you know, here and then female there. Male and female, they should sit together. Created he them to flow together. Amen. When I saw it, I said, Lord, I believe that. I took that word in. I renewed my mind. And then I found another one. It says to deal with younger women as sisters with all purity. Wow. I got that. I said, Lord, I received that. It's mine. I drank it in. I meditated on that. And I renewed my mind. So anytime I see any young woman, I say, oh, bless God, this is a sister. In Christ, this is a sister. Not someone to sleep with. Not someone to abuse. Amen. This is a sister. You renew your mind. So that you begin to see people that way. The way God sees them. Hallelujah. You begin to see people that way. The way God sees them. Let me quickly show with you, that's the part we're going to consider, you know, today. I mean, this God-man partnership. Amen. Turn your Bibles very quickly to Proverbs chapter number 4. I was speaking with a young man. I was sharing with that young man. I said, the Lord Jesus said, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I said, do you believe that? You know what he told me? <laughs> he said, what if I lay hands and they don't recover? <laughs> oh. I said, that's the issue God always has with people. Amen. The way we think. I said, faith is always in line with God's word. Any thought, any imagination of faith is always in line with the word of God. The Bible does not say, these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name, they shall lay hands on the sick. They may recover and they may not recover. Is that what the Bible says? So I refuse to think that. I refuse to. He said, well, I don't think it. It's a choice. Amen. I got that. I lifted up my hands. I said, Father, I thank you because I can heal the sick in the name of Jesus. And as I lay hands on the sick, they recover. (laughs) 
<laughs> so we have a school in Nife. It's called D uh, Divine Healing Technical School. D-H-T-S. Hallelujah. We, we gathered, you know, people together and we taught them how to minister healing to the sick. And I taught them for seven hours nonstop. I said, Lord, should I start? We said, no, keep teaching. I'm, I'm ejecting unbelief out of their mind. <laughs> I'm pushing it out. Talk it again and again. I taught and taught and taught and taught and taught. And they were so charged up. One of them saw a man who was paralyzed halfway. And the man could not move one hand, one arm, and then the other leg was crying like this. The other part was stiffened. It was only this other part, the left part, that could move. And then he said, sir, you want to be healed? <laughs> he said, oh, that's what I want. He said, I will pray with you now, and you'll be healed. He said, go ahead and pray. He said, I command, we've taught them to exercise authority. I command in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, paralysis, go in Jesus' name. Be healed. And then I told them, don't look at what you are praying about. Look at God's word. You are not to be considering, is the leg moving? That's none of your business. Amen. The word says, Father, I thank you. Look at the word. They looked unto him and they were lightened. And their faces were not ashamed. <laughs> Glory to God. And then I said, look, look to God's word. And then he lifted up his hands and then prayed and said, Father, thank you because it is done. You have glorified your son again. Jesus is glorified in you. Amen. And then he said, you said in your word through our Lord Jesus Christ, and what things ever you demand or desire, when you, I mean, what things you ask in my name, whatsoever things you demand or ask in my name, he says, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Amen. And the very moment he lifted up his hands, giving thanks, the man said, I can feel something move through my body. And then he said, I can move my hand. Amen. He began to move his hand. He began to move his leg. This is not an ordained pastor. You see, he has not, these signs are follow believers. Praise God. And then he shared his testimony. We had another one prayed for a madman, and the madman recovered. Glory to God. Awesome things. I said awesome things. Amen. There was a day my earpiece was not working well. I'm talking about God-man partnership. I tried it in my iPad. It wasn't working well. Tried it on an iPhone. It wasn't working well. Tried it on. So I knew something was wrong with it. Praise God. I, I couldn't hear. I will remove it. There will be sound. I put it in. I put it in my ears. There wouldn't be sound. <clears throat> So I was just thinking, I was just thinking, and then he came to me, the breath of life is in you. The breath of life is in you. There is a spirit in man, and the breath, the inspiration of the Almighty gives him understanding. He says, when you study scriptures, that is, is that breath that makes you know that this is what God is saying. He says, breathe the same thing into it. He just came to me. Ha! 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 
I plugged it in. It started working. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. You see, in my house, not in church. Experiencing miracles daily. I can tell you the number of miracles I've experienced today. I experience miracles every day. Praise God. I said, praise the Lord. Amen. I said, amen. I was calling and I ran out of airtime. And then I said, Lord, this is an embarrassment. You're in me. Amen. I said, when Moses lifted up his hand, first at the verge of the Red Sea, the sea parted. The second time he lifted up his hand, there was victory to the children of Israel against their enemies. I said, Lord, I lift up my hands right now. I part ways for men to send airtime here. In Jesus' name. Amen. And I dropped the phone there. I said, Father, I thank you. And I was doing, and then the text message came in. Someone sent in airtime worth 5,000 naira. And then I wanted to prove it. And then I called the person, I prayed, your seed son is blessed. God increase the fruits of your righteousness in Jesus' name. But excuse me, beloved. What happened? Did you just think it up? And then the person said, I was going about my business. And I had an urge as though an emergency. As though I must go to the toilet now and poop or else I will embarrass myself outside. The urge came like that. And then just came that I could not help it. I had to branch to a vendor, a vendor's place. And then I bought Richard Card, what 5,000 naira, and sent it to you. And then he said, I knew it was, it was an urge that God placed on my spirit. Amen. I said, Amen. <clears throat> I said, Amen. Do you know you can talk to favor and favor will attend to you? We, we are not ordinary. I said, we are not ordinary. Are you listening to me? <clears throat> you have to get your mind in line. In line. Get your mind in line. I, I don't see any reason why people shouldn't get CDs after church and go and listen to it again and again and again. And then you get something and you outline it. And then, oh, 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 oh. And then you outline it and say, Lord, for the next one hour before I go to bed, I'm just going to feed on the word. And then you go to bed. Yes, we know you're going to go to work tomorrow. But listen. Except the Lord builds the house, the labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keeps the city, the watchman wake up but in vain. It's not vain to wake up early, rise up early, sit up late. Why? Because you see, you want to feed on bread. He says that bread is the bread of affliction. Amen. But you see, when God gives rest, it is rest indeed. You are going to walk, yes. But the truth is this, you get into an alignment with God and position yourself for grace so that when you get into your office, you know the first 10 things to do to be productive for that day. The first 10 things, you get in like this, you pam, 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 your spirit is informing your mind because your spirit can impress on your mind and then your mind picks up a divine information, revelation from God. You know what to do to solve problems because God is in you, giving you with inventions. I was speaking with some beloved ones. I said, the wisdom of God is not the correct application of knowledge. That's common sense. I used to believe that until God corrected me. Amen. 
I said, Lord, you have to prove it to me. I don't believe this. Give me your word. He said, what is word of wisdom? That is a word of wisdom. Correct application of knowledge. A word that comes that gives correct application of knowledge. Eh? No, talk to me now. <laughs> I said, oh. I just hit my head. I said, ah, Baba, you are too much. Amen. Praise God. He said, wisdom is primarily foresight that gives you the benefit of productivity based on insight. Amen. Listen, the wise ones are the future. The wise ones are the future. There are some people right now, they are going through time. Some people have positioned themselves in the future. You are still coming to them. Yeah, that's wisdom. A wise man foreseeth evil. Not he rightly applicates, I mean, applies knowledge. He foreseeth evil and hides himself. When God wants to know the things that are and the things that were, the knowledge, there's the seventh spirit of God, all right? Spirit of knowledge will go and get the things that are past and the things that are present. The wisdom of God is about the future. Joseph was a wise man. He interpreted the dream of Pharaoh. Seven lean cows swallowing up seven fat cows. <laughs> the, the king was amazed that what kind of a dream is this? How can lean cows be swallowing fat cows? He said, king, this is interpretation. There's going to be the first seven years of abundance and then thereafter seven years of famine. If nothing is done with the abundance, the seven years of famine will swallow up the years of abundance and it will seem as though there were no abundance. He said, what can we do? He says, you are the only one that can do something about it. And then they began to save 20%. It's called wisdom. You can see opportunities. You know that mid-June, some cheap property will be coming your way. So you're already saving 20%. You say, how? You can see. That's how wisdom works. Are you listening to me? If you see a wise man who does not know anything about the future, he's just applying common sense. He's not wise. Biblical wisdom is foresight. Amen. When you see the next face of Lagos, you can see that business will soon get to this level by the spirit of wisdom. Hallelujah. And that was why he prayed for them. He said, may the Lord grant unto you the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of him. It's a revelational spirit. And it deals primarily with the future. So by the spirit of wisdom, you can, pos you can position yourself. I said, Lord, what's happening in Ephraim? In another 10 years, what's going to happen? Buy a property along that line. They will soon appreciate. Gather money, you buy the whole property there. People are wondering, what is this man going to use the property for? That place that is bush. <laughs> bush. Relax. 
in no time you'll be begging me for one plot and I'll be ready to sell it for you for maybe 25 or 30 million naira. In fact, I won't sell, I'll lease it. Praise God. That's how wisdom works. He begins to tell you, you see that man with a very thin you know, pair of trousers? And it looks like he has nothing. Attach yourself to that man. He's a prosperous man. You see, when a woman chooses a man in marriage by common sense, you have made a huge mistake. I wasn't this fat. I wasn't this handsome when my wife chose me. Are you listening to me? But she saw something beyond the natural. Now, this young man is going places. Wisdom tells you, don't look at the now. In another three years from now, this is what's going to be happening. Position yourself here. Posi Wisdom will show you, key into this thing now. Key to that now. No, 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 it's not time to leave. Key to it. Wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom. And all I get is get what? Get what? Hallelujah. Let's look at this scripture and then we close. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus has been made, Jesus Christ has made wisdom unto us. You believe that? I say you believe that? Glory to God. Amen. Proverbs chapter number 4 <clears throat> and verse 20. My son, attend to my words, incline thine ear unto my saints. Let them not depart from thine eyes, keep them in the midst of thine heart. For they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. Amen. You see that? My son, attend to my what? To my? To my? Notice it didn't say word. It says words. Hello? That means the instructions God gives. Pay attention to what God has said concerning your finances. Pay attention to what he has said concerning marriage. Pay attention to what God has said concerning dealing with people. Pay attention to what God has said concerning church attendance. There is something about church attendance that cannot leave you the same forever. And some people are playing truancy when it comes to church attendance. And that is why we have a lot of unfinished projects in church, in the lives of people. Because God is building something into you right now. The next time you come to church, is going to build upon it. If you miss one service and miss another service and miss another service, you realize that to fit in into that big dream of God becomes difficult. Because God does something in every service. And there's something about the corporate anointing. Sometimes you pray alone in your closet. It's so beautiful. The glory of God, you know, is made manifest. Hallelujah. But when you come together to worship God, you see, that is one way to enhance understanding. He says, upon the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen. A place of gathering. Zion. When we come together and gather together and worship God, it's a place where things are seen. You begin to see things in your spirit. There's a quickening on the inside of you. Amen? My son, attend. 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 Attend to my words. Let's all say attend. Say it again. Say it again. The first thing you have to give God's word, it's a price you have to pay. And it's, it has nothing to do with money. 
it's called attention. You know, in English language, you always pay attention. You don't give it. True or false? Anytime we want to talk to you, say what? Pay attention. In other words, that's the currency you need to give to get God's word. Let's all say pay attention. If, even if it's Pastor sometimes Pastor is sharing, I just sit down and I listen. Pastor Martin is saying something. It might just be he's leading prayers. I listen. Because I know it is attention I need to pay to get God's word. What is attention? Your spirit, soul, and body are coordinated, gathered together as one to concentrate on the word of God. That's attention. Not that your mind is... Your body... You want to sleep. Attention says spirit, soul, and body. I'm thinking on the word. I'm thinking on the word. I'm thinking on the word. I get my mind on that word. Because I know that is where my life is. That is where the provision comes from. Hallelujah. So, I pay attention. My son, attend to my words. Let's all say pay attention. You see, this is how to get yourself to come to terms with God. Pay attention. Sometimes I might be sharing something you know. Pay attention. Amen. We don't know, we don't know as we ought to know yet. Pay attention. It might be John 3.16. You just feel like you can quote it. No, pay attention. What is God saying there? <laughs> to you. Attend every service as though you were the only one in that service. Sit down there as though there were nobody around you. Are you listening to me? Pay attention. A man of God was ministering and he came. The Holy Spirit said to him while he sat down before he came up on stage, read this scripture up to people. He didn't know why. He just obeyed God. The sun shall not smite thee by day, nor the moon by night. Some people said, amen, 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 amen. The man was paying attention, and the Spirit of God said to him, the sun shall not smite thee by day. That's your car. Ah, 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 ah. He, his own amen went up. Amen! And people were like, ah, ah. What is the matter with you? You see, that's church for you. All of them were baptized unto Moses. Only two of them stood out. Joshua and Caleb. That's church for you. Because they were followers paying attention. They had another spirit. That's church for you. He says, not the moon by night. And then huh, he just came to him. That's a house. Father, thank you for my house. Glory to God. That very month, God began to open doors for him. In less than three months or four months or thereabout, he got a car, he built a house. The financial flow came. Emma's pooh, and flooded him. You see, when we come to church, we don't come casually. We don't just come and sit down and say it's church as usual. No, it's not. 
We have come face to face with God. He says, we have come unto Mount Zion, the city of the living God, the heavenly Jerusalem. We have come into the company of innumerable angels, where angels are transacting business. Amen? A ladder touching heaven, reaching earth, angels ascending and descending. Bethel, the house of God. Amen? That's church! As you receive and say, yeah, that's me. That's my word and all that. Angels transact. Choo, 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 choo. Touching the hearts of people. You just begin to get text messages. You just begin to see people. You just say, the other thing you told me about. Have you done anything about it? See me tomorrow morning in my office. You see, that's how it works. People just begin to favor you in an unusual way. Things begin to open up for you because... You have come unto Mount Zion with an understanding that God is at work in you. Hallelujah. And through the instrumentality of his word, God is dishing out something. Now I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and give you an inheritance. Amen. And that's why when it comes to sharing God's word, I am very, very careful. I'm very, very sensitive because God has given me the privilege to distribute inheritances. You see, the ministry of the word of God is the ministry of sharing of inheritances. I give to one. This is your inheritance. That's your inheritance. Rightly dividing the word of truth. Are you listening to me? So when we come to church, beloved, don't you see? Come to church with attention. Be ready to pay attention. Pay it with every dime in your salary. Pay it with every dime of your salary. Pay it with every dime in your bank account. Pay attention. My son, attend to my words. And then he says, incline. Incline. Incline your ears to my sayings. You know what that means? It means tune up to that station. Stay tuned. You remember when they say stay tuned? Don't touch the dial. That's what it means. Don't touch the dial. Don't, don't try it. My change station here. Stay tuned. That means when you pay attention, stay tuned. Stay on the God TV. Stay on the God channel. Stay on the word channel. Stay tuned. Incline your ears to my saints. That means you are not hearing any other thing. You cannot have AIT with um, which other TV you have here and channels at the same time. And then you see the pictures together. AIT channel. It's either you're on AIT or you are what? On channels. Stay tuned. Incline. When you incline, that's the only thing you're hearing. Incline your ears to my sayings. He says, do not let them depart from thine eyes. Focus. <laughs> Focus. Do not let them depart from thine eyes. Focus. And then it says, keep them in the midst of thine heart. Bank it. You, you don't tell me that the only account you have when it comes to God's word is current account. Amen. Everyone must have a savings account. With God's word. An account where you bank, you save, you put it there so that you brag yourself in, in on that treasure that you have on the inside of you. Lay it up in your heart. He says, receive, I pray thee, the Lord of his mouth. Receive, I pray thee, 
receive it, you lambano it, and then you kata lambano it. You receive and you save. Keep. Receive and keep. Keep them in the midst of thine heart. He says, for they are life to those who find them. Then when you see, when you keep God's word that way, you find God's word. I told someone, I said, I can never fall sick again. I found his word in 1994. I found it. Oh, I found it. I found God's word. Amen. In 1995, I found the word of prosperity. I can never go down again financially. I found it, beloved. I found I found the word. I found the word. Oh, in that little room, I found that word. I said, God, I have found it. I told my wife, <laughs> I said, we're in this together. This is what God has shown me. And I shared it with her. I found it. Amen. I said, Amen. Find God's word. How? Give attention. Pay attention. Number two, what? Stay tuned. Amen. Stay on God's channel. Stay on Word's channel. Amen. Stay tuned. Number three, what? Focus. Don't be distracted. Amen. Don't be distracted. Get on that word and stay focused. Number four, bank it. Keep it in your heart. So that you have smooth stones, polished stones. When you face your Goliath, you dip your hand into your quiver. Hallelujah. You take that smooth stone out and you catapult it. You, pro you give it a right projectile. You catapult it. And then it hits the target. Glory to God. We are in partnership with God. You believe that? God is prospering us. Amen. In no time. Listen very carefully. It has nothing to do with age. Don't look at your age. In no time. God is bringing millions into your hands. Are you listening to me? For the gospel. That you write a check in church. You just write. Quietly you drop it. Amen. <laughs> there was a beloved one that said, Pastor, I heard that you're doing so, so, so. I said, yes. He said, ah, God has just laid it on our heart to be a blessing. I said, really? Yeah. I thought, you know, the person was saying maybe one million naira or 250 or 500. And the person just said six million naira. He said, please manage it. <laughs> manage it. That's what we're talking about. That you, you will humbly put down a check of one billion and say, Pastor, I'm happy to see wow. <laughs> Give the Lord a shout of praise. Hallelujah. <laughs> you see, he's working it in you. Wisdom is at work. God is showing you. That is what you are going to, that, that's the next step now. That's the next level. Listen, I said it last week, Wednesday, that we are Q initiators. Hello? We initiate Qs. Are you listening to me? Because we are the future. Say it with your mouth. Say, I am the future. Say it again. Say, I am the future. We are the future. God is showing us the next level. They have not seen it. 
Wisdom is saying, that's where your world is going. In another five years, that's where your world is going. In another 20 years, your world will be here. Go and position yourself there. And then you stay there waiting for your world to come and meet you. And then they come and meet you. When you see that they are where you are, you move to the next level. <laughs> Listen, new creation realities is the future of the church. We are the future. That's the truth. You see, all the prayer houses, breaking courses, we close down. Write it down. We are the future. Are you listening to me? They are coming to meet us. Rise to your feet. <laughs> Glory to God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. <laughs> Praise the Lord forevermore. Amen. God is a good God. We know you've been blessed by this message. For further information and details on how to be a partner, please contact Shagwa Badger Teaching Ministries on plus 234-7066-453122 or plus 234-80-601-00093. Stay blessed.